As a believer, reading God's Word is a critical part of your daily spiritual journey. And because it's so important, we've created a unique new resource to help you immerse yourself in biblical truth and open your eyes to all God's Word has for you. It's a free PDF download called The Word One-to-One that takes you on a guided journey through John chapter one. With biblical text and short commentary, each page provides insights that will strengthen your faith in an easy to read guided format. There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. Bringing the Word to Life, the Bible in a Year. Joshua 16 to 18. The allotment for Joseph began at the Jordan, east of the springs of Jericho, and went up from there through the desert into the hill country of Bethel. It went on from Bethel, that is Luz, crossed over to the territory of the Archites and to Ataroth, descended westward to the territory of the Japhelites, as far as the region of Lower Betharon, and on to Geza, ending at the Mediterranean Sea. And so Manasseh and Ephraim, the descendants of Joseph, received their inheritance. This was the territory of Ephraim according to its clans. The boundary of their inheritance went from Atoroth, Adar, in the east of the upper Betharon, and continued to the Mediterranean Sea. From the Mikmathath on the north, it curved eastward to Tanath Shiloh, passing by at the Janoa on the east. Then it went down from Janoa to Ataroth and Nara, touched Jericho and came out at the Jordan. From Tapur, the border went west to the Kana Ravine and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. This was the inheritance of the tribe of the Ephraimites, according to its clans. It also included all the towns and their villages that were set aside by the Ephraimites within the inheritance of the Manasites. They did not dislodge the Canaanites living in Gezer. To this day, the Canaanites live among the people of Ephraim, but are required to do forced labor. This was the allotment for the tribe of Manasseh as Joseph's firstborn, that is, for Machir, Manasseh's firstborn. Machir was the ancestor of the Giladites who received Gilad and Bashan because the Machirites were great soldiers. So this allotment was for the rest of the people of Manasseh. The clans of Abizir, Helek, Israel, Shishem, Hefer, and Shemida. These were the male descendants of Manasseh, son of Joseph, by their clans. Nazalophahad, son of Hepher, the son of Gilad, the son of Mecca, the son of Manasseh, had no sons, only daughters, whose names were Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milcah, and Tirzah. They went to Elzar, the priest, Joshua, son of Nun, and the leaders, and said, The Lord commanded Moses to give us an inheritance among our relatives. So Joshua gave them an inheritance among the brothers of their father, according to the Lord's command. Manasseh's share consisted of ten tracts of land beside Gilad and Bashan, east of Jordan, because the daughters of the tribe of Mensah received an inheritance among their sons. The land of Gilad belonged to the rest of the descendants of Manasseh. The territory of Manasseh extended from Ashar to Mechmathah, east of Sheshem. The boundary ran southward from there, including the people at en Manasseh had the land of Tapur, but Tapur itself on the boundary of Manasseh belonged to the Ephraimites. Then the boundary continued south of Kana Ravine. There were towns belonging to Ephraim lying among the towns of Mansa, but the boundary of Mansa was on the northern side of the ravine and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. On the south, the land belonged to Ephraim, on the north to Manasseh. The territory of Manasseh reached the Mediterranean Sea and bordered Asher on the north and Ishasar on the east. 
Within Issachar and Asher, Manasseh also had Bethshan, Iblim, and the people of Dor and Megiddo. Together with their surrounding settlements, the third on the list is Nephoth. Yet the Manassites were not able to occupy these towns, for the Canaanites were determined to live in that region. However, when the Israelites grew stronger, they subjected the Canaanites to forced labour, but did not drive them out completely. The people of Joseph said to Joshua, Why have you given us only one allotment and one portion for an inheritance? We are a numerous people, and the Lord has blessed us abundantly. If you are so numerous, Joshua answered, and if the hill country of Ephraim is too small for you, go up into the forest in clear land for yourselves there in the land of the Perizzites and the Raphaites. The people of Joshua replied, The hill country is not enough for us, and all the Canaanites who live in the plain will have chariots fitted with iron, both those in Bethshan and its settlements and those in the valley of Jezreel. But Joshua said to the tribes of Joseph, to Ephraim and Mansa, you are numerous and very powerful. You will have not only one allotment, but the forested hill country as well. Clear it, and its farthest limits will be yours. Though the Canaanites have chariots filled with iron, and though they are strong, you can drive them out. The whole assembly of the Israelites gathered at Shiloh and set up a tent of meeting there. The country was brought under their control, but there were still seven Israelite tribes who had not yet received their inheritance. So Joshua said to the Israelites, So Joshua said to the Israelites, How long will you wait before you begin to take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given you? Appoint three men from each tribe. I will send them out to take a survey of the land and write a description of it according to the inheritance of each. Then they will return to me. You are to divide the land into seven parts. Judah is to remain in its territory on the south, and the tribes of Joseph in their territory in the north. After you have written descriptions of the seven parts of the land, bring them here to me and I will cast lots for you in the presence of the Lord our God. The Levites, however, do not get a portion among you because the priestly service of the Lord is their inheritance. The Gad, Reuben and the half-tribe of Manasseh have already received their inheritance on the east side of the Jordan. Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave it to them. As the man started on their way to map out the land, Joshua instructed them, Go and make a survey of the land and write a description of it. Then return to me and I will cast lots for you here at Shiloh in the presence of the Lord. So the men left and went through the land. They wrote his descriptions on a scroll, town by town in seven parts, and returned to Joshua in the camp of Shiloh. Joshua then cast lots for them in Shiloh in the presence of the Lord. And there he distributed the land to the Israelites according to their tribal divisions. The first lot came up for the tribe of Benjamin according to its clans. Their allotted territory lay between the tribes of Judah and Joseph. On the north side, their boundary began at the Jordan, past the north slope of Jericho and headed west to the hill country, coming out of the wilderness of Beth-Avon. From there it crossed to the south slope of Luz, that is Bethel, and went down to Ataroth, Adar, on the hill south of the lower Beth-Horan. From the hill facing Betharon on the south of the boundary, turned south along the western side and came out at Kirath Baal, that is Kirath Jarim, a town of the people of Judah. This was the western side. The southern side began at the outskirts of Kirith Jarim on the west, and the boundary came out at the spring of the waters of Natoa. The boundary went down to the foot of the hill facing the valley of Beth Hinnom, north of the valley of Rephaim. It continued down to the Hinnom Valley along the southern slope of the Jebusite city, and so to Enrogal. It then curved north went into Enshemesh, continued to Gililoth, which faces the path of Adumim, and ran down to the stone of Boan, son of Reuben. It continued to the northern slope of Beth Araba, and on down into the Araba. It then went on to the northern slope of Beth Holgla. 
and came out at the northern bay of the Dead Sea at the mouth of the Jordan on the south. This was the southern boundary. The Jordan formed the boundary on the eastern side. These are the boundaries that marked out the inheritance of the clans of Benjamin on all sides. The tribe of Benjamin, according to its clans, had the following towns. Jericho, Beth Hogla, Amekkiziz, Beth Araba, Zemariam, Bethel, Avivim, Pera, Ofra, Kephoramoni, Ofni, Geba, twelve towns and their villages, Gibeon, Ramah, Biroth, Zephah, Kephira, Moza, Rakim, Erpel, Tarla, Zila, Helef, the Jebusite city that is Jerusalem, Geber, Kiraeth, fourteen towns and their villages. This was the inheritance of Jer- this was the inheritance of Benjamin for its clans. Proverbs twenty six, like snow in summer or rain in harvest, honor is not fitting for a fool. Like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse does not come to rest. A whip for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the backs of fools. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you yourself will be just like him. Answer a fool according to his folly, or he will be wise in his own eyes. Sending a message by the hands of a fool is like cutting off one's feet or drinking poison. Like the useless legs of one who is lame is a proverb in the mouth of a fool. Like tying a stone in a sling is the giving of honour to a fool. Like a thornbush in a drunkard's hand is a proverb in the mouth of a fool. Like an archer who wounds at random is one who hires a fool or a passerby. As a dog returns to its vomit, so fools repeat their folly. Do you see a person wise in their own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than them. A sluggard says, There is a lion in the road, a fierce lion roaming the streets. As a door turns on its hinges, so a sluggard turns on his bed. A sluggard buries his hand in the dish. He's too lazy to bring it back to his mouth. A sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven people who answer discreetly. Like one who grabs a stray dog by the ears is someone who rushes into a quarrel not their own. Like a maniac shooting flaming arrows of death is the one who deceives their neighbour and says, I was only joking. Without wood, a fire goes out. Without a gossip, a quarrel dies down. As charcoal to embers and as wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome person for kindling strife. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. Like a coating of silver dross on earthenware are fervent lips with an evil heart. Enemies disguise themselves with their lips, but in their hearts they harbour deceit. Though their speech is charming, do not believe them, for seven abominations fill their hearts. Their malice may be concealed by deception, but their wickedness will be exposed in the assembly. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it. If someone rolls a stone, it will roll back onto them. A lying tongue hates those it hurts, and a flattering mouth works ruin. For more resources to help you bring the word to life, go to premier.org.uk slash Bible. This reading has been taken from the NIV Bible Biblica and is published by Hodder and Stoughton.